Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well. You're one one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hello, hello, hello and happy new year. Get comfy and get cosy. This week, we're looking at spirit guides. Let's dive in. There are many roles that a spirit guide can fulfill. You can have a guide for clairvoyance, for protection, for healing, for teaching, for anything, really. Sometimes a guide can fill one role or many, and everyone will have at least three spirit guides. A gatekeeper, a main guide, and a guardian angel. Though in some Eastern traditions, this number is four. And then there's some that say that the seven, which sounds like a party to me. A spirit guide doesn't live in the physical world, much like divine entities. Others describe them as aspects of the unconscious that seek to be recognized and incorporated. They're kind of like a spiritual advisor. They come and go, though some can remain with you for life. They can take the form of ancestors, though this is debated if they are strictly a guide though, and unrelated people throughout different periods of time from all over the globe. Angels, more on those bad boys and girls later, animals, humans blended with animals, plants, guides can take on any form, really. This was quite a difficult episode to pull together. I do believe that we do have guides, but for example, I'm dubious that we have as many as seven that quite a few sources were saying. Maybe some people do, but it just sat funny with me. Also, there's a belief of a master spirit or a main spirit guide that sits down with you, i.e. your soul, prior to you being born into this life, and together you cook up a blueprint of your life that's now playing out. Again, I'm dubious. Personally, I'm not a big subscriber to fate, and I think our future is largely in our own hands. 
But I do think in our lives we have some big milestones that we have to complete and how many of these milestones and how we get to each of these milestones is down to the individual. But this idea of a blueprint or pre-planning or everything is worked out prior to being born, it just, it's a little bit questionable to me. So keep it in mind that what I'm saying, it might not fit with you and just adapt it as you need it to. There's a lot of conflicting opinions about guides and guardians. Just keep an open mind and see what you think about what I'm saying and how it relates to your individual beliefs and your practice. Let's look at the different types. We've got angels. There's guardian angels and they're here to advise guide and support and when i say angel this might make you uncomfortable but angels aren't exclusive to christianity or any monotheistic religion older religions and pagan societies had them and they named them differently in hinduism and some strains of buddhism minor gods are called devas and bear similarities to angels the Norse had the Valkyries, winged women who rode on the winds of war. In ancient Sumeria, depictions of humanoid winged beings have been uncovered. The ancient Romans believed that winged spirits called genii protected their emperors and royal families, whilst some ancient Greek burial sites in modern-day Turkey depict guardians of the dead as angelic-like beings. Angels get a bad rap, and sometimes they are very woo-woo. I have to admit that I do roll my eyes sometimes when hearing about them. But this idea of them being pre-Christian, it was a little bit of a revelation to me. I regularly call on angels. There's been really rocky times in my life where I've called on their help and their guidance. One example is when I just finished university and I went back home to the Isle of Man. It's a very small and very beautiful island, but I just felt like I didn't belong there. Painfully aware of that, I wanted to move to London to begin a career in modelling, and I felt utterly lost being trapped on the island. I was walking to my office job at the time, wondering where my life was going and how time was ticking away, head down on the forlorn, when a white feather blew along the floor and in between my feet as I was walking. A white feather to me is a huge sign of their presence and that things will work out. And sure, you can be sceptical here and say, oh, it's just a coincidence, but there's been a few times where I've asked for help and feathers have shown up in the most strangest of ways. I woke up to one on my pillow one morning. I don't own feather pillows or any clothing containing feathers and how it was placed on the pillow. It was just quite odd. Another one comes to mind when I was on the tube, disheartened about how difficult London life can be, when a feather blew through the carriage in the underground. I've been very much at odds with my belief in angels. I was raised in a very mildly Catholic household, but I've completely dissociated from Christianity. No disrespect to anyone who has that belief, but my faith in angels felt contradictory. I don't believe in heaven or hell or demons, and the legions of hell, or the devil, or God, but how could I believe in angels then? To me, their pagan origins gives them validity, and my belief feels a bit more balanced, if that's the right word. Then we've got the master spirit. This one is the blueprint maker I was talking about earlier. The thing that I do like about this is that any major life changes, or anything that's thrown you a bit off course, you can ask this spirit for guidance around that and use their energy to reorientate yourself. They're there throughout your life, whereas other ones come and go. 
There's gatekeepers or protectors. They're quite good at keeping energy at bay that doesn't sit well with you. And if you work in divination, particularly psychic stuff and mediumship, you want your connection to your gatekeeper to be as strong as possible as they act as a bodyguard. And they also act as a go-between between you and other people's guides. And they're really a middleman or middlewoman. You can also call on them when you don't feel safe. And just as a side note here, Take action, take physical action too, if possible, to make yourself feel safe. Let's not just solely rely on the spirit world. You've also got healing guides, they oversee all things health. You can call on these during times when you need support in that area, whether it be physical, mental, emotional or spiritual. Again, let's not solely rely on the spirit world for health concerns. In whatever capacity, combine it with action too. You've also got teacher guides, and they're here to guide you on your path of learning. And maybe it's not even in the academic sense. It can be about learning the answers to life's big questions, like why are you here, what's your purpose, that kind of vibe. Loved ones who have died are thought to sometimes come back and act as a guide. Also, guides can come to you based on your interests that you may share with that particular guide. Guides, even when you see them, whether it be through dreams or physically manifesting, although that is particularly rare, or perhaps you ask them to describe themselves to you, they may look or sound familiar to you. And this is thought it's to make you feel reassured and to bring you some level of comfort and familiarity. How would you contact your guides or begin building a relationship? Well, try communicating with them. It's like any physical relationship. Speak out loud or in your mind and feel what they have to say back or look for signs. You could call them for help and ask them to share what information they have around certain situations. A lot of the different sources that I was reading suggest that guides can only help if they're asked, so get asking and have a conversation with them, but note that they are limited to how much they can help. Meditating and asking them to approach you is a common way of getting to know their energy. It's possible that you don't recognize their energy because you are so familiar with it already. They often approach you from behind. Personally, I haven't experienced this, but it's something you could experiment with. And I came across a great line from Michelle Marie Warner that goes, prayer is talking and meditation is listening. You could also ask their names. One article I read said that you can just give them a name yourself. Personally, I find that a little presumptive and perhaps a little rude, but maybe that's just me. I ask their name and I wait to be told, although sometimes it can be quite difficult to get a name, so don't hold on to this too much if it's something that you're struggling with. You could also draw tarot cards, asking what they're trying to tell you or ask how you can strengthen your relationship to them or just generally... For example, you can completely tailor these questions to yourself, your individual needs and your tarot techniques. And it doesn't even have to be tarot if that's something that you don't use. You could use another form of divination and ask similar questions around it. You could use pendulums. Now, pendulums really aren't my thing, but that's a really good way of sort of just building a relationship and getting into this flow of asking questions and just recognizing their presence in your life. 
Also, record all your interactions with them, maybe in a separate journal, and pay attention to your dreams as well, as they often communicate through them, and if this is up your street, you can ask them to solely contact you in your dreams. If you need help with your dreams, in terms of encouraging them, check out the Dark Moon episode right at the beginning of this season. Also, a few people have gotten in touch who have bought my trance oil that I've recently released, and have said that diffusing this before bed has given them the most vivid dreams. While we're on the topic of trance, entering a trance-like state is another brilliant gateway for speaking to spirit guides. Try asking for physical signs, mine are white feathers, but maybe yours could be your doorbell rings, or you feel a physical sensation, maybe you always hear the same song, or a phrase that has relevance, numbers that are important to you, it can literally be anything, any meaningful coincidence, don't judge, and don't analyse. But with this idea of signs, we have to be ready and to be aware of them. If you're hoping for signs, try tap in and be more present because often signs are being sent, but they just aren't being received. Try altering your schedule so you're not rushing around and so that you have more opportunities to be present and to be more aware. Expect guidance and remind yourself often that you will receive messages. Even when you do get a sign, express gratitude. Maybe even give them an offering with something that you've cooked or made and be specific when addressing them. I've mentioned it in previous episodes that when banishing, we don't want to banish all spirits because some are beneficial. This is these guys. When leaving offerings, make it clear that it's for your guides, and when cleansing an area, add in a clause that says, remove all negative spirits and stagnant energy. Your guides aren't going to be affected by that. If you're stuck in a rut, over an issue, perhaps you could give it over to your guides, even if it's just for a little while, in a ceremony. Perhaps you could write it down and place the issue in the hands of a statue or leave it by a tree or somewhere that has significance for you or your guides. You want to get some physical distance away from this problem to give it a break and to give you some breathing space and maybe clarity around the issue. And when you're ready, take back the piece of paper and meditate on it. Perhaps some solutions will naturally come to you now. You could also make this incense blend and shape it into cones for spirit guides as an offering. You would get six parts sandalwood, and this is relating to spirituality. One part lavender, and this is the idea of raising and summoning spirits. One part thyme, relating to nature spirits. One part sassafras bark, for connection to the land, and you could substitute this bark for one that is more native to your area. One part frankincense, spirits love working with frankincense, a pinch of agrimony, and that is protection for spirits, and then you want one part guar gum, and that is a binder, and then you want ritual water to bind everything, and I would use water from a dark moon here. And then you would shape the mixture into cones, and just leave it to dry, and use when you feel appropriate. I've met a guide, and it was through visualisation whilst in meditation. That's something you could look into. A guided meditation based around this idea of spirit guides. And if you're interested in this, I've just uploaded a guided one to my Patreon. And you might remember that I had a Halloween sale where I reduced my membership to £3. Well, I think I'm going to keep it because I want my work to be accessible regardless of people's finances and income. And you can sign up through the link in the episode description. Like with anything within spirituality, consistency is key. Work with them by all means, but also set yourself healthy boundaries and let's not depend on them for every little thing.
Also, let's say a spirit guide makes themselves known. Be mindful that spirits can sometimes lie. Suss the relationship out, and if something doesn't feel right, trust your gut and banish. I speak about banishment in the protection episode, and the working with spirits one too. Remember, it's like building a relationship, as if you would with a physical person. It's going to take time for things to flourish, and the stronger the connection, the clearer and more obvious the contact. Approach with respect and humility, and know that you don't have to be psychically gifted to work with your guides. Just an open mind and a willingness is enough. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is called Ouija by Sylvia Plath, and I've chosen this one because a lot of her inspiration came from her spirit guide called Pan, who she channeled through a Ouija board. It is a chilly god, a god of shades, rises to the glass from his black fathoms. At the window, those unborn, those undone, assemble with the frail paleness of moths, an envious phosphorescence in their wings, vermilions, bronzes, colours of the sun. In the coal fire will not wholly console them. Imagine their deep hunger, deep as the dark, for the blood heat that would ruddle or reclaim. The glass moth sucks blood heat from my forefinger. The old god dribbles in return his words. The old god, too, writes aureate poetry, in tarnished modes, mordering among the wastes. Fair chronicler of every foul declension, age and ages of prose have uncoiled, his talking whirlwind abated his excessive temper, when words like locusts drummed the darkening air, and left the cobs to rattle, bitten clean. Skies once wearing a blue, divine, hauteur, Ravel above us, mistily descend, thickening with moats to a marriage with the mire. He hymns the rotten queen with saffron hair, who has saltier aphrodisiacs than virgin's tears. That bawdy queen of death, her wormly couriers are at his bones. Still he hymns juice of her, hot nectarine. I see him, horny-skinned and tough, construe what flinty pebbles the plough-blade upturns as ponderable tokens of her love. He, godly, doddering spells, no succinct Gabriel from the letters here, but floridly his amorous nostalgias. Peace out, witches.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.